Well, my um, son David is going to share a song with us. Oh, holy night. God. Good job, Jeff. Thank you for accompanying him as well. Let's pray together this morning. Father, we thank you for this time we have together.
celebrating the birth of our Lord. We're so grateful that Jesus came over 2,000 years ago for each of us, for each person that would be born. And we want to say thank you this morning in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. What is such a joy to be sharing the word with you this morning. And this time of year is so special. And I know that different ones might be traveling or, you know, there might be someone that was with you, but now they're, they've moved on, whether it is to another state or to heaven. I know that's the case for our family. But, you know, regardless of that, it's all about the goodness of the Lord and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want you to open your Bibles with me this morning. We're going to go to Luke chapter 2. And it is a very familiar scripture at this time of year. Jesus, the Savior of the world, came for each and every one of us. So in Luke chapter 2, we have the, the well-known story. And it is good to remember, isn't it? It is good to look back and, and read and, and, and remember what the Lord did for us. He says in Luke chapter 2, And it came to pass, verse 1, in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. The census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David. To be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that when they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought from, forth from her firstborn son, wrapped him in a swaddling cloth, and laid him in a manger. Because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the field, keeping their watch by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them. And they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which be, will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign unto you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth goodwill Toward men. Could we give the Lord praise? Hallelujah. For his good will toward us. So I was thinking this morning, what does the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ show us today? Well, you know, the first thing he shows us is the great love of God. John 3.16, Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever should believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. The following verse is this, that the Lord didn't come to condemn the world, but he came that the world should be saved through him. 
The coming of the Lord Jesus shows us the amazing love of the Father. We can never forget that the foundation of His being is love. 1 John chapter 4 tells us that God is love. Are you grateful for His love for you? And every single human being is special in His eyes. That's why He calls us the children of God. So this Christmas, let's remember the great love that He has for each and every one of us. Number two, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ shows us that God's desire is that every single human being would receive Jesus as his or her Savior. In fact, the book of 1 Peter says that it is the will of God that none should perish. That none should perish. This is why he told his disciples before he went ascended back up to heaven, Jesus said, Go into all the world and declare the good news. It is good news, everybody. It is not bad news. Are you hearing me? That because of what he did at the cross, every person can be reconciled to the Father. You know, that word reconciliation may sound like a big word, but it really means that we, whatever barrier, whatever uh, cause of division that was there has been removed because of Jesus. Are you grateful for that this morning? He came that every person would be born again. And it is our task as those who have received Christ to share the good news. You know, we love to share good news, don't we? I mean, if you go to, to a store and they have a 50% off sale, you start calling, texting, Hey, you got to get over here. You know? Well, what better news than the fact that our sins have been erased by the blood of Jesus? Are you, are you, are you awake this morning, everybody? That's what Christmas is about. He came to save all people. Number three, and this might be interesting for us, is the coming of Jesus shows us that God desires friendship. Have you, I don't know, you know, we think of God at times that He's lofty, which He is. He's all-powerful, which He is. But you know what? He's also a loving Father. In fact, when Adam and Eve, before they sinned, the Bible says that He walked with them in the cool of the day. Remember that old hymn, and He walks with me, and He... God is looking for friendship, everyone. And it doesn't have to be anything fancy. You don't have to come to God with a certain protocol. Amen. Amen. He desires friendship. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, he says that Enoch walked in the New Living in close fellowship with God and was not because God took him. I want to encourage you this Christmas. Develop your friendship with your Father. Just remember that Jesus is the perfect example of what the Father is like. Jesus was loving. He was encouraging. He spoke the truth, absolutely. But He was wrapped in love. Why did little children want to be with Jesus, everybody? 
because he's looking for friendship. Can you, be, can you join me in saying, Lord, I'm going to walk in friendship with you. Come on. What does that look like? It looks like just including him in your day. Very simple. You start your day with him. You talk to him during the day. You're acknowledging him. Hallelujah. I have a buddy of mine who told me that in, in his... Uh, he has a very unique relationship with the Lord in that, you know, that you know that the Lord likes to tell jokes. I don't know if you knew that. He he's he's a loving, living father. So he this is what he said to me. He said, You know, I was praying one time and the and the Lord told me something. He said, You know, think about it. Jesus has never had bacon. Think about it. He was Jewish, right? Hey, you started laughing and laughing and laughing. Well, you know that the Lord wants to have inside jokes with you. I'm not being irreverent. I'm being real. He cares about what you care about. And then when you say, Lord, what is in your heart today? What are you thinking about, Lord Jesus? He'll begin to share secrets with you. He'll put thoughts in your heart. And then you can begin to pray. Or He'll put someone in your heart that you maybe haven't connected with in a while. You're like, you know, I want you to call so-and-so today. I want you to think about so-and-so. See, God sent Jesus, number one, because of His great love. Number two, because His desire to save. But number three, for friendship. Come on, give the Lord a smile today. Come on. You know, our circumstances may be so different. For some of us, we may have challenges in different areas of our life. But you know, it doesn't stop the goodness of God. It doesn't stop the goodness. And regardless of what situation you might be in right now, with the Lord, you're going to make it through. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. What does the coming of the Lord also show us? Of course, we know this verse, but Isaiah 9, verse 6, is very clear about one of the purposes of the Lord. Of Jesus Christ coming. Isaiah 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born. This was spoken over 700 years before Jesus was born. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counsel of Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Do you know that when Jesus came, that this was his vision statement or mission statement, if you will. He came to right the wrongs that the enemy had brought on the earth and that humanity had brought upon itself. He came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to resurrect what was dead. Amen. He came to set the oppressed free. Another way to put it is this. The coming of the Lord shows us that God wants to bring justice on the earth. And the word justice can mean different things to different ones. But biblically, justice simply means you're going to set things right the way they should be. See, he came to set things right from the curse of the law, from the curse of sin, from the curse of death. And at that cross when he said it is finished. 
And then when he was buried and raised from the dead, he gave us the authority to be agents on the earth like he was. Is anybody getting this this morning? This is the hope we have. We have his love, friendship. We are to be those that bring salvation, but also we bring the justice of the Lord. We bring, we, we come in, and that begins in us first, hallelujah, as we meditate His Word, and as we see the truth, where we begin to say no to certain things, and yes to others, but then we live out of that sense that Jesus came to set things right. Aren't you, aren't you grateful for that? Glory to God. You know what, another reason why uh, that, that we see the coming of the Lord is this. God's desire for wholeness in people and on the earth. Wholeness. You know what I mean by that? W-H-O-L-E-N-E-S-S. -E -E wholeness. Completeness. You know, in Christ, the scripture says in the New Covenant, it says that you have been made complete in Christ. Now, that means that in our spirit... As when you receive the Lord, you're made righteous. Are you grateful for that? Second Corinthians five, you've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. You know, in another verse, it says that He has made you holy. Did you know that? Holiness is not an action. Holiness is who you are, which affects your actions. You don't try to do things to become holy. You do things because you have been made holy by His grace. Amen. Is anybody hearing this this morning? Amen. The Lord wants... It doesn't matter if you're five or 105. There's never a time in our life where we'll reach the place where it's too late. The Lord is going to keep working in our life to conform us to the image of Jesus. That's what the scripture says, doesn't it? He came to bring wholeness to your spirit. And that happened at the cross when you received Christ. He came to bring wholeness, which is probably one of the most important ones, to your soul and your emotions. Amen? One of the most damaging things that happens to human beings is when, when we experience trauma. And trauma will affect you in ways that sometimes you don't even know. But Jesus came to bring wholeness regardless of what trauma we have been through. Is anybody getting this? See, you may have gone through a traumatic experience... But it should not, watch this, I, you shouldn't identify and you get stuck there. See, we don't deny that it happened. We don't deny that. But what we do is, now wait a minute, Lord, you came to bring me wholeness in the cross. So that means that I can receive healing in my soul. In my soul. And how does that happen? It happens as you understand how the love of God brings healing to your life. You know that, the, that one of the things that Jesus did, in fact, I'm going I'm to go ahead and read it for you in Luke chapter 4. 
Jesus came. The hope of His coming during this season we're celebrating. Look at Luke chapter 4. I want to show you something so powerful. Let's start with verse 18. This is Jesus talking, Luke 4, 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. That word anointed means there's a supernatural power for things to take place. He says, He has anointed me to declare or preach the gospel to the poor. What is the good news to someone who's poor? You don't have to stay where you're at. You don't. He said, He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Isn't that powerful? To proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So he says here that one of the things that the Lord wants to do in our life is to bring wholeness in our soul and our emotions. We will all experience in this side of heaven challenging and traumatic situations. We all will, right? But there is healing in Jesus. Come on now. There is wholeness in Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for that wholeness. We thank you for that healing. Hallelujah. I think sometimes because, you know, spirit, soul, and body, right? The Bible says that in 2 Thessalonians. Spirit, soul, and body. Um, Sometimes everything is so together that we can't discern which is which sometimes. This is why the Bible says in Hebrews 4 that God's word will divide soul, spirit. You know what I mean by that? In other words, he'll give you the discernment and the understanding to realize, oh, wait a minute, why is this happening? So that what? You can receive healing and move forward. Healing and move forward, I mean. Hallelujah. You know, how many of you know that Jesus said this? In this world, offenses are going to come. Hallelujah. But you know what? We can forgive. Especially when you have the empowerment of the Lord to do so. See, forgiveness doesn't mean that, what, that the place was right. It does not mean that what was said or done doesn't have consequences. It simply means that it doesn't have any more attachment in your soul. And you're free. Is that making sense? Hallelujah. And the Lord came to bring us wholeness. He came to, to heal our body. He came to heal our soul. He came to heal every because He came for wholeness. So He came... Because of God's great love. He came because of the desire God has for people to be saved. He came for friendship. He came for justice. And He came for wholeness. I have a, a desire in my heart to see everyone walk in such a freedom. From the inside out. Amen. Not just freedom that somebody can look. I'm talking about truly free on the inside. And if you have received Jesus as your Savior, that is 
what belongs to you because of what he did at the cross. Amen. So he came to heal the brokenhearted, to set at liberty those that are bruised. And this Christmas Eve, as we remember what he did, as we remember what he came, we receive everything he came to give us. I want you to close your eyes for just a moment. Lord, I thank you this morning for every one of my friends that are here, those that are watching as well. And Lord, whatever area of life that we are looking to receive and walk in that wholeness, I pray that it will be imparted to every person right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I give you praise. And I thank you for bringing wholeness, for bringing freedom like we have never experienced before in this season that we celebrate the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we love you tonight, this morning. We give you praise right now where you're at, right there where you're seated. I want you to connect with the Lord. If you're here this morning and you're saying, you know, I want to make sure that I have the first desire of the Lord. I want to make sure that my life is right with Him. If, if for whatever reason, maybe you're watching or maybe you're here and you're saying, I'm not sure that that's the case. I want you right now in your seat on, to just say, Lord, I receive Jesus as my Savior. Right there where you're at. I receive you as my Father today. I believe that you died on the cross for me. You know, maybe you're here this morning and what we're talking about is uh, it's resonating with you, especially the, the part of uh, forgiveness or, or, or going through a traumatic experience. Um, I want you to take a moment right now, and I want you to think of something. I'm not going to have anybody come up. This is between you and the Lord right there. But if there's an experience that you've been through or, or maybe a, a situation with an, another person, and it's been traumatic, and, and either there's anger resentment or there's a sense of uh, tremendous hurt this is what I want you to do right there where you're at I want you to say Jesus take this feeling away and you name what it is you say take this anger take this resentment Jesus take it away and then what I want you to do is say this Jesus heal the wound in my soul Go ahead and do that. Now, when you think about that experience, if there's still resentment or, or another, usually what happens is this is like in layers, you know? Sometimes the first layer might be anger, but then underneath it is something else. What we do, we do it again. We say, Lord Jesus, take this feeling out of my soul. Take it. Take this emotion. If you dealt with the anger and now you move to something else, regret, Lord, take this regret out of my soul. And then, very important, say, Jesus, heal the wound in my soul. You know what's happening right now? You're receiving wholeness. And maybe there's, all, there's several other experiences. You can do this at home in your prayer time. I'm a living testimony as I've learned how to walk in these things. Man, even things that sometimes we think we're, we have dealt with, the Lord wants to bring wholeness to you. There's an anointing here, guys. Receive it.
You know, somebody deeply hurt you. You say, Lord, by your grace, I, I, I choose to forgive. And Lord, right now, take this emotion from me and heal the wound in my soul. Hallelujah. If you're, you're watching me at home, same thing. I, I sense a very strong anointing in this place. See, because he wants you to be whole so that you can then live your life fully as an example of him and you can reach people. Amen. You know, some of us in this room, we've made, a, we've made some mistakes and some of them are pretty major. But you know that the Lord still loves you? And you can still, you may have repented, but you're carrying around the, the sense of guilt. He can take that away too. Say, Lord God, Jesus, take this guilt out of my soul. And heal the wound. And you know what's going to happen, everybody? All of a sudden, you're going to begin to see a change happen in your life. Because that's why He came. For God so loved the world that He sent His Son. And for unto us a child is born. And then Jesus said, I came to heal the brokenhearted. You're not defined by an event. You're defined by what God says about you. And He says, according to His word, that you're the apple of His eye, meaning that He loves you. He says that you're the righteousness of God. He says that His favor is upon you. And He wants to make up what was either taken from you or what you think you're lacking. Because if the scripture says that we're completing Him, that means that I have access and I can receive what might be lacking in my life. Whether that's my, my soul, whether that's in my body, whatever it is. And you know, as you discover the goodness of God more and more, you begin to walk in it. Hallelujah. Why don't you raise your hand for just a moment and worship the Lord. Such a beautiful sense of God's presence here. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, often physical um, sickness some, uh, or illness, the root of it is soulish. It's, it's an emotion thing. If you heal the soul, the body will follow. Often. Not all the time, but often. So Lord, I thank you for healing my friends this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we release the anointing. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, I thank you that you can do things that transcend our intellect in times like this. Lord, where you can begin to show us a picture of who you really are. Lord, I declare, just like the angels, Lord, peace on earth, peace in every family, peace in people's hearts. You have good will for each and every one of us. And things may be challenging right now, but through you and with your help, we can get through it and we will. So, Lord, I, I, I speak clarity over every person in this place and those that are watching. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we break off any 
yoke that the enemy has tried to put on people this morning we break it and Lord let the comfort of the spirit be upon every person here I thank you Lord for peace 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 that passes all understanding hallelujah you know this week um, one of my closest friends I met him when we were 19 years old on campus at, at ORU he suddenly transitioned to heaven um, it was just one of those things and uh, he lived by himself he didn't have a uh, family or anything he had family but he wasn't married and you know I just talked to him last week and you know there's some uh, details and different things that, that sometimes happen or not happen but you know that not one time did I ever blame the Lord for that because I know he's good but you know there is a process of walking out that wholeness and it's okay to express emotion did you know that in fact Paul put it this way we don't sorrow as the world sorrows as those who have no hope so what I'm telling you this morning we're walking through it right now amen but I can just tell you right now the process we went you know we prayed about just a few minutes back I did that personally and I can tell you that sorrow is not there I mean there's memories yeah and human, you know, humanly you think, oh man, I'm going to miss this guy. He was like my brother. But you know the sorrow, because he's in heaven. And everybody, heaven is real. Heaven is real. I mean, it is real. And I don't know how this works. But I have a feeling that sometimes the Lord allows people in heaven to see what's happening down here. You know, we have the cloud of witnesses in Hebrews. And our loved ones that have gone ahead of us, oh man, they're cheering us on. You know? And, and I don't know, you know, time operates differently in heaven than here. It's a different way of operating. I don't know how all that is. But all I know is that the Lord knows and He understands and you can walk in wholeness I, I keep coming back to that point I have this sense in my spirit that there's people in this place the Lord wants you to receive wholeness so that then you can fully enter the new that He has for you so that you don't keep carrying certain things into the new Amen so receive that this morning. Receive his one more time. Raise your hands in this place. Um, I feel like the Lord is, is just letting his love and comfort just surround us right now. And um, I, it is time. This is for somebody this morning. It's time for you to let go of regret. It's time for you to let it go. How do you do it? Do like we just did. Say, Jesus, take this regret out of my soul. And then you say, 
Heal the wound in my soul, Jesus. I thank you for your anointing in this place. He said, Behold, I make all things new. Hallelujah. What a beautiful, beautiful time. Just receive right there. Raise your hand one more time and just receive. We give you glory. We give you praise, we give you praise. We receive what you have for us, Lord Jesus. Oh, you came to heal, you came to heal. We give you glory, we give you praise. I say confusion, confusion is leaving. When I must in there, we thank you, Jesus. I say the Lord bringing wholeness to, to so many in this place. And what I see is that the Lord is letting you know that you are completely accepted and loved by Him. You're not any less than. See, because he doesn't look at us based on our performance. He looked at us based on his own, Je his own son, Jesus. Lord, I pray that each one of us would understand that more and more and more today. showing me the reminding me as you say of the story of Joseph how he was in the prison and there was no natural way of him ever leaving I mean he was the, the country where he was a part of he wasn't even a citizen he was a slave and then he got he was lied about But then in one moment, in one moment, he was set free. And he just wasn't set free. He was placed in a position that he could not have earned or applied for or gotten in any way. It was heaven that did it. The Lord has some heaven... Uh, uh, opportunities some heaven instances coming for us this coming year are you ready and in order for us to fully embrace it we got to deal with this soul thing and it, it it's usually it's not a one-time thing you might be in your time with the Lord and, and he showed you something bring it to Jesus everybody just like we did Lord, take this emotion out. Heal the wound in my soul. Take this emotion out. 
and you go through this process of wholeness. And if there's more details, he'll show you everybody. Is anybody getting this this morning? I want you to stand with me. I want you to stand with me in this beautiful, beautiful Christmas Eve. Thank you, Father. Mm. You know, sometimes we get to places in life where we're like, Lord, what, where do I go from here? What do I do now? You know how the Lord will show you? He'll guide you. He'll help you. He's your loving Father. A loving Father loves to be involved in His child's life. Regardless of how your earthly experience was, God the Father is not that way. He's a good God. And if He sent a, a cloud, a, a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day for the people of God, I mean, if He <laughs> spoke all throughout Scripture, and now in the New Covenant we're led by the Spirit. He doesn't love people that lived before you did in the Bible more than you. He loves us the same. And the same resources that they had access to, you have access to. Are you getting this? So God, I thank you this morning. As we go spend time with different folks today, tomorrow, this week, as gifts are being given, we want to thank you for the greatest gift of all. The gift of Jesus. The gift of Him coming in such a humble way. To show us that you came for all people. The lowliest and the highest people need you. So, Lord, today I pray that if we ever encounter those around us that might be hurting, help us, help us bring comfort. And if we encounter those around us that are rejoicing, let us rejoice with them too. Lord, we love you with all our heart. And we give you all the praise and we thank you for coming to save us in Jesus' name. I want you to give the Lord a shout of praise this morning. And thanksgiving. Glory to God. Like uh, Brother Ralph said earlier, we will be having a Wednesday service. And then we will also be back here Sunday morning. Pastor and Pastor Gail will be back fresh with a word for the new year. So what I want you to do is before you go, I want you to turn to somebody. Share the love of God with them. Those of you that are watching, we're going to see you Wednesday night again. And God bless you all. Merry, Merry Christmas.